Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hey, Kieran. Yes? His entire life was in a reality TV show. Really? Yes. You know, that could be multiple movies again. And I know what you're saying. You're saying, well, Maddie D, that's not really a spoiler, right? Because that's the actual premise of the movie. That's why I got another spoiler for you. You're talking about Ed TV, right? No, I'm not. Okay. Lois Airhorn is actually Ray Finkel. Lois Airhorn? Yep. Okay. There you go. So you get two spoilers. Today. So it's not Einhorn, it's Airhorn. <laughs> sure. It's Airhorn. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Who no remembers that character's name? I certainly don't. No. Okay. All right. So after that mess, if you've stuck around, what we do in this show is we look at upcoming Hollywood blockbuster movies. We look at all the promotional material that's been released thus far. For example, the trailer, any interviews, I suppose, the poster, and then we try and predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. And then we have a fun old time at the cinemas where we sit down and see how wrong we are, typically. And our jaws drop to the floor. Now, if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, a movie that I've been excited about for a very long time is finally in cinemas worldwide once you hear this episode. And it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the new Tarantino joint. Very exciting. So, Manny D and I are going to run out straight away and watch that movie as soon as we can. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, we're going to be talking another movie we're going to be talking of equal excitement equal and importance. cinematic relevance sonic the hedgehog yes the first ever no it's not actually the first ever it's sonic not the no there was an animated sonic the hedgehog oh, movie okay. i recall well, that that probably makes sense some animated movie that they made but it's the first ever live action sonic live the hedgehog <laughs> sonic the hedgehog movie there's yep. real people in it i have yeah, a good point but who <laughs> was asking for this movie they've been teasing this movie for quite a while i didn't really believe that it was ever going to be made um, until i saw that horrific trailer that came out towards the <laughs> start of the year april i think yes i didn't think so either i think pokemon got a lot of buzz and well it was being made well before detective pikachu was on anybody's radar so they were showing the trailer for sonic at the detective well, pikachu screening that's so. uh that's when i found out about it i didn't know about it beforehand it was not on my radar at all what the sonic the hedgehog movie no no i definitely seen some promotional stuff like concept pictures for sonic and i thought it was just fan art like fan no, stuff it, it looks like fan art <laughs> yeah i'll certainly say that but this movie has actually been delayed. It was actually supposed to be coming out in a couple of months. Well, they wanted to get it perfect. Yeah, you know? that's right. But yeah, they ended up pushing it back until I think April next year. Yeah. So that they can get the VFX just right. Because the director of the movie, Jeff Fowler, I believe his name is, is a visual effects artist. And this is his debut movie. So he wants to make sure that he doesn't lose any fans with a horrific portrayal of Sonic the Hedgehog. Of course, of course. So you know all about the fan backlash to this trailer, yes, Matty D? Can we go into it? Because yes, I, I have an opinion on it as well yes, as I'm sure you yeah, do yeah I definitely do as well so when this movie came out Sonic had a well, the movie hasn't come well, out sorry, yet when the trailer it may came never out, come out depends <laughs> when, on what they end up doing with it when the trailer came out instead of fans being really excited to see a very famous video game character from the Sega universe finally on the big screen on a big way they were quite disappointed with how he looked yes can you please describe for anyone who hasn't seen the trailer what he looked like originally what the cartoon looks like or what the uh, Oh, maybe get into a little bit of both. So he's supposed to be a hedgehog, a blue hedgehog. A cartoon hedgehog, yeah, I should remind kinda, everybody. Not kinda, realistic in any way. Kind of cartoony, got blue gloves, got big eyes. That's a big thing. He always looks he's sort got of- got one solid eye. Yeah, that's right. Kind of looks angry all the time. And he's more, he's got a big head, I guess. Yeah. And tiny little tiny stick little legs. Tiny little stick legs. Little round, fat little tummy. I mean, Sonic is very famous. You, Everyone would have seen what he looks yeah. like. He's so iconic. He's right there next to Mario. But they seem to have brought out a- more realistic version, more right, human right, version. Yeah, so... He basically looks like a nude man. 
with hedgehog features yeah. with shoes on. And now anybody who knows me personally knows that I have a phobia against naked people who wear shoes. <laughs> it's just such a the, weird phobia. The image just Why disturbs is me. That a I don't phobia? Know. That's always been my thing. Like I can't deal with people who are completely yeah. naked except for shoes. Yeah, men so or women. You could have said something, well, you know, why I come around all the time yeah, naked exactly. with shoes. You this know, is I don't my subtle you. way of telling you, Matty D. <laughs> I've dropped it off subtle well, hits. I'm telling you, you directly. Been now. open and honest. It's all about communication. You know what though? Because I originally, when I saw this Sonic, I was with everybody. I was on everyone else's side. I was like, this looks god ugly. This looks yeah. so bad. But I'm actually more angry. <laughs> That the fact that when the audience and the fan base got upset when about they this, a hissy fit. when they chucked a hissy fit, I'm really angry that they caved and they backpedaled and they said, oh, we're going to go back. We're going to spend six months redoing it all. Redoing the whole movie. I don't think they should have ever done that. No. I think they should have stuck I think to their guns. they shot themselves in the foot, yeah. first of all. Because now the fans have all the power. Like, what the hell? Now they can be yeah. like, well, I don't like this. Change it. You know what I would have done if I was them? I'd have been like, okay, then. I would have made like Sonic Green. I'd have been like, here you go. Screw <laughs> you. Just Kermit the Frog. Screw you. It's sort of like when parents like send their kids to bed without food because they yeah. complained about their meal. It's like, well, you're not getting it anyway. I would have done that. I'd have made Sonic Green or Red or something stupid. How dare they dictate what this movie is about? And now, I'm really mad that they did that, that they backpedaled and they changed the character. Now, here's the thing. Should never though. have happened. Here's the thing. They're never going to make a great Sonic the Hedgehog movie. There was no chance in hell, even if they got the character design right the first time, that this was going to be an amazingly great movie that everybody was dying to see. Yeah. It's not going to make a fortune no matter how much they tweak it. It's never going to be considered a critical darling, no matter how much more money they throw at the design of the main character. You would have had more people and the movie would have been more talked about if you'd left that horrific, toothy, nude-looking <laughs> muscle man Sonic like he was originally than you would changing him to be more... More realistic or closer to the video game yeah, character and design. Don't, don't apologize. Stick to your guns. Yeah. Say we're taking Sonic in a new direction. Yeah, this is a whole new design for yeah. Sonic. This is what he's going to look like in the games from now on. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy. Exactly. You always say it's deliberate. Why would they then go, oh, okay, we'll change it to fit what everybody wants because we want everyone to be happy. No one's ever going to be happy with anything, especially because no. you see how Especially crazy, not a Sonic movie. See how crazy these guys are about Sonic, how like passionate they are. And let's be a little bit honest, there's not a lot of depth to this character. He's no. a character that essentially runs fast. I mean, yes. Let's it's a 2D side-scrolling sorry, video game Sorry if I like offend Mario. anybody, but you know, Let's let Look it go how well the bit. Super Mario Brothers movie did. Mm. Look how well Detective Pikachu did. I mean, that was a movie where they applauded the quality of the CGI and how realistic the Pokemon looked in that movie. But the movie still ate it. The movie still failed because yeah. nobody cares well, about a Pokemon movie. Maybe. And I guess with these kind of movies, they make their money on their merchandise and their game sales yeah, and all absolutely. that. But maybe absolutely. we can just be fair and say that this is about pleasing the fan base. Maybe yes. that's what it's about. It's a movie for the fans. So they make it's not the winning any Oscars. possible Sonic movie they can that's make. That's right. I think they're well aware that it's never going to be the next mm. Citizen Kane. Yep. But as long as the fans are happy on some level, and I don't think they ever will be 100% happy, I guess they win. Yeah. If they sell the lunchbox with the classic Sonic design on it instead of this freakish one that nobody likes, yeah. that's a win. Exactly, exactly. And I was this was not a movie I wanted to see, but when I saw that Jim Carrey was attached to it and he was essentially playing the Riddler of uh, Batman Forever. Yes. I'm sold. That seems like a good movie That's to me. That's right. We haven't even mentioned yet that Jim Carrey's in this movie as the villain. Yeah. I guess we'll get into that more when we discuss the actors, but I remember the first time Maddie D watched this trailer. We sat down and excitedly watched the premiere of this trailer together, and I've never seen Maddie D more giddy at the sight of this blue, freakish, muscle man, nude Sonic bouncing up and down on the highway. I'm converted now. I'm, I'm a Sonic fan. He started giggling like a schoolgirl, <laughs> slapping his legs and bouncing up and down. I am 
the biggest fan of this movie. Or wow. how it used to exist. Or how it used to exist. It's they should release a double disc set. Oh my God. With the original version on one disc. It'd be fantastic. And the new fan version on the other it's disc. It's the real one. The one the fans couldn't handle. Yeah. That's, that's, that's c- my Sonic. It's the I don't cinematic know what version atrocity, and the fan what version. What atrocity they've brought out. My Sonic is the freakish original one. Yes. That's my Sonic. I'm with you there, actually, even though it disturbs me and frightens me. <laughs> a lot of people didn't like the fact that he had teeth. I think I should just point that out. And separate eyes. Yeah, but he's a hedgehog. Hedgehog. Hedgehogs have teeth. It's yeah. accurate. Yeah. Do a Google search, people. Know your hedgehogs. They have teeth. By the way, another strange thing about this movie is that on all the posters, they're lauding the fact that it's from the producer of the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sonic is fast. and I don't think uh, it's going to be anything like those movies. And uh, Sonic runs fast, so there's there's yeah. a connection there. And he looks furious all the uh, time in so. the original well, design. Obviously. The fans were furious, so <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the connection. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. I guess if you're fast and if you, if you like Vin Diesel running around, you know, talking about family, then, uh, then Yeah, maybe then this is Sonic. a Sonic family movie. <laughs> Who knows? It's going to make a, a anyway, poor taste, poor Walker joke, D. but I won't go into that. And we'll <laughs> okay. cut that out. Anyway, go on. <laughs> what? is your history with the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise? Zero history. Um, really? Zero. Never played it. Never knew anything about it. I had old consoles. Never, ever, ever played any Sonic video game. Certainly no. haven't seen any movie. I have zero history. Big fan, though. Big fan oh, of this trailer. You're, you're a big fan of this new Sonic. <laughs> yes. So this is ushering you in as a Sonic fan. This is the gateway drug to my Sonic addiction, this okay. movie. This is my marijuana to my ever-long Sonic addiction <laughs> as I become a lifelong fan. Sonic is speed obviously 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 well i'm pretty much in the same boat as you maddie d i've never played a sonic game in my entire life i couldn't really tell you much about the sonic lore or world though i did catch a couple of episodes of a couple of the sonic the hedgehog cartoons that exist i didn't even know they had cartoons really nope they had like saturday morning sonic the hedgehog cartoons (laughs) what in between uh the donkey kong cartoons and there was three that i remember yeah they were actually kind of similar there was three that i remember specifically there was one called the adventures of sonic the hedgehog yeah which always ended with a PSA of Sonic telling you like oh no I've one's s- allowed to touch your private parts I've seen the p- Sonic PSA yes yeah. uh, it's Sonic that, says that one in particular yeah yeah, yeah now, now do, I remember do, 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 do. that was the theme man I hope they have that in this movie a Sonic PSA well, at the end of it then the other show Sonic that, says buy my stuff <laughs> the other show that I remember a fair bit better was the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon it was just called Sonic the Hedgehog and it had this theme song blue streak speeds by Sonic the Hedgehog Faster than his naked friend. For some reason... His naked friend? (laughs) I don't think that's how it actually went. Oh, okay. He had this lady squirrel, chipmunk, hedgehog, whatever she was. And in the show itself... squeeze. In the show itself, she wore boots and a little vest. Right. But in the opening animation, she wasn't wearing the vest. So does that mean that she's nude in the opening, but then decided to cover her modesty with a vest later on? (laughs) You know, or it was earlier on in the production. They didn't didn't spend money to fix it. So it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, I didn't really understand why some characters wore clothes, but there was Sonic... With his bare ass, but with shoes on. Yeah, he's very comfortable. And his gloves. A very confident young hedgehog. But yeah, I I never really liked any of those shows. Oh, and then there was Sonic Underground as well. And I think Sonic X. There were so many shows that I never really liked or watched at all. But yeah, I I really knew the theme songs really well because that was my cue to get up and change the channel (laughs) (laughs) whenever they came on it when I was a kid. So yeah, really not a Sonic fan personally, but I'm open to the concept. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch the movie now, but I don't think anyone who likes the franchise is an idiot. I mean, I'm all for it. I just never got into it as a kid. Me too, me too. I don't see a lot of opportunities to get into it as an adult either. So I guess my time has passed. 
fast. It was quite revolutionary for the time. I think we need to say that as a game. Really? I think so, yeah. Because of its mechanic of like... Well, having never played one, I, I wouldn't know personally. Mm. So I guess that was a little bit of a struggle or a challenge almost that I had when approaching this movie from a plot point of view. But yeah. I think we may even be in the same boat as the director himself because he doesn't look like he knows much about Sonic the Hedgehog either <laughs> <laughs> from what I've seen so far. So it may not matter really that we don't know that much about the character. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I am going to call it that you and I have a very similar plot. Yeah, I can almost guarantee it. Now let's talk about who's in the movie. Let's. I'm excited to. Let's talk about the blue freak of nature himself. Um, Don't insult my Sonic, please. Playing Sonic the Hedgehog himself, the new and improved, presumably, version of Sonic the Hedgehog is Ben Schwartz. He's edgy, yes. Now, I'm not familiar with Ben Schwartz myself. Um, Do you know him personally? Yeah, he was in Parks and Rec. He was also in... I've seen him in other TV shows. He does a lot he's of comedy. He's a comedy guy, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a big comedy guy. I'm trying to remember what else he, he was He was also in. a voice consultant for BB-8 in The Force I think, Awakens. I think he's someone in but Bojack Horseman as well. Bill Hader the voice consultant for BB-8? We talked about that in our know, Inside yeah. Out episode. We thought it was hilarious back in Best Movie Quest, our other podcast. <laughs> Yeah. That Bill Hader did BB-8's voice consulting. Yeah. But apparently Ben Schwartz did it as well. So oh, okay. I don't know who to believe. Right. Maybe they both did it. Yeah, maybe everyone's BB-8's voice is just so complicated that you need multiple people to consult it's a, it's on it. It's a team. He should be more like... <laughs> instead of... <laughs> yes, there's a subtle difference there. Now, we've already mentioned him, but playing Dr. Robotnik himself, Dr. Ivor... Ivo? Dr. Ivo Robotnik himself is Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first time we've spoken Jim Carrey on this show. Oh, uh, yes. Now, to say that he always puts in a good performance is... Mm, I don't know if that's the right term. He definitely what? puts in a performance each time. He does put in a big... I'm a big Jim Carrey fan. He's a big Jim Carrey fan too. <laughs> But yeah, he is probably well known for his extreme overacting, and yeah. these days probably his extreme depression. But that's probably not something I, that I we should say, get into. I would say spirituality, right? That's where yeah. he's at right now. He's yeah, he's had a lot of hardships. The poor he, guy in the um, later years, but very, very famous guy. Everyone knows him from his comedy. Everyone knows him. He does. I think if anyone out there's a big fan of Jim Carrey, yeah, me, I'd recommend watching the comedians in cars getting coffee episode with Jim Carrey in it. Yeah, I saw that. That one. was fantastic. That was. Now I best know Jim Carrey from playing a rock star who gets murdered in one of the Dirty Harry movies, The Deadpool. Really? Yeah, that was, I think, his first ever major Hollywood really? role. Really? Oh, wow. Didn't know that. But yeah, most people will know him from The Mask, The Riddler from Batman Forever, Liar yeah. Liar, so on and so forth. The Ace Truman Ventura. Show, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. I love that movie. This goes on movie. and on. He is someone who is credited for doing both serious and over-the-top funny roles. Now, playing the main character, I suppose, that isn't Sonic, our Sonic's sidekick, basically, is James Marsden, and he's playing a character called Tom Wachowski. Yes. Now, if you're not familiar with James Marsden, he was in X-Men as Cyclops, the original X-Men trilogy. He was, that unforgettable character. And he was recently in Westworld. Was he? Yep. He was one of the main characters in Westworld. (laughs) He was a robot who was just always getting his blood drained and he got his scalp cut off and it was just not his day in the Westworld universe. Now, interestingly enough, I think the first movie I ever saw him in was 27 Dresses. Really? Which I saw on a date. It wasn't Cyclops? I saw it twice. Well, lucky you. Now, playing, I'm presuming it's his wife or ex-wife because I don't think it's his sister. Why not? playing (laughs) Dr. Anne Wachowski is Tika Sumter. Now, I'm not really familiar with her career. I don't think you are either. But she played Michelle Obama in the Southside With You movie, that movie with Obama and Michelle's first date, Mm -hmm. if you remember that at all. Yeah, this is not someone I've I've recognised. Yeah, she hasn't done too many major roles that I've personally seen. But from what I understand, she's pretty good. 
So she's in the Sonic movie. What sort of performance are you expecting from her? A great one, because this movie will be great. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. And the last person I wanted to talk about playing Major Bennington was Neil McDonoghue. Yeah. Now, you probably have seen Neil McDonoghue in a whole bunch of movies. He plays a lot of... He typically plays high-ranking authority figures. Soldiers. you look down his IMDB list, it's always Lieutenant this. He just has that, like, really good stern face. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, did you see him in the... He just looks scary. The bad guy is walking tall. He was such a good Yeah, joke. that's right. He was opposite... It was the new walking tall, wasn't it? Yeah, with... Uh, with, with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne Johnson, yeah. Instead of Joe Don Baker. <laughs> but yeah, I remember him in that as well. He Wasn't he like the angry policeman in that movie? I think he was the corrupt policeman, right? Yeah, the big that's bad right. Guy at the end, yeah. yeah. Real smug and slimy. Yeah, but he always plays that character. Yeah. I think he'll play that again here, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right, let's start talking about our plots then. Let's I'm do excited it. to see how you work Major Bennington into the movie. We'll do. I believe you're going first this week, Matty D. I am, and I'm super happy to go first. You totally look prepared and ready. I am so prepared. I know this movie. I can visualize it. I can see it. And this is exactly what everybody who is going to see this movie, which I'm sure is everyone listening and everyone around the globe, including yourself yes. and myself, will probably see it multiple times, uh, is going to see when they come to see the Sonic movie. I'm excited. Most anticipated movie of 2019. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we open with- Once sh- upon a time in Hollywood, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be remembered. <laughs> Just stop being so snarky. So we open with a shot of a planet which fades into the Sonic logo and title. We introduce to our hero- but not fully as he walks around his makeshift home we see his sneakers we see his hand and some of his iconic sonic hair (laughs) i can tell this is going to be great already sonic himself is narrating telling the audience that (laughs) gotta go fast (laughs) sorry i can't do a sonic voice sorry i don't think they can either um Okay. <laughs> it's going to be so hard to get through this. So Sonic himself is narrating and telling his audience that he's been on this planet for some time now and he's struggling to find his way back to his homeworld. We then see Sonic gear up and do some stretches, much like we see in the trailer. Yeah. He looks at a map one final time and there's markings on it that says where the rings are. In the narrator form, he announced to get to the location he needs, he needs to go really fast. Okay, makes sense. The Sega character speeds off, creating an electrical surge that causes a massive blackout. Boom. Flash to our other hero, Tom Wachowski. 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 The Wachowski brother, Tom. Mm, yep. Who is a police officer, lazily sitting behind his desk. We get the feeling that not much goes on with his job, and he's a bit of a coaster, much like most of the characters in this sort of movie. Mm. The, the station blacks out, and he and his boss, the sheriff, who I've now going to decide that it's actually his dad, his right. dad's going to be the sheriff, go out to investigate. We get to see them interact with normal people, just looking after them, maybe some elderly people, an elderly woman, while they try to investigate this black out because they just believe someone has tripped something or something along yeah. those lines. Someone but they- at the power stations tripped over the lead. Exactly. But then we get the introduction of the sergeant. Now, the sergeant explains to Tom and the sheriff, his father, that this has now been escalated to the military and they'll be looking into it. They seem to believe there are bigger things going on, but they don't want to divulge it to someone of low-ranking mm. order like Tom and you know the police the James agency. Marston. Tom's boss tells him that he was saving this for another time, but thought he would let him know that he was retiring because he's retiring. Tom is now going to take the job of sheriff of this town. Tom returns to his wife, Anne, and tells her about his day. Now, I think it's going to be his wife, but you know what? In saying it, it could be like his adopted sister. I would not be surprised with that. But in my notes, in my prediction, it's his wife. Okay, Um, makes sense. uh, Let me tell you a little bit about this character, Anne. She's a vet and she looks after animals. That's very important. And the apartment is full of them. She's happy with Tom, but Tom is not sure that this is what he wants to do with his life, especially to be in a small town. So then we see the sergeant and the military, they're all hanging out and they get the same electrical signal somewhere else. They pursue it 
and they see Sonic as a blur and they attempt to neutralize him a with their- A blue streak that speeds by. A blue streak that speeds by and they attempt to neutralize him. Sonic evades their attacks. Meanwhile, we see Tom sitting at his car with a speedometer. He's just lounging around being bored and goofing off. Bonus points for me if he is singing or talking to himself okay. or being- You're thinking in the future. Being stupid. Sonic speeds past him, sets off his speedometer, and he pursues this red streak. Sorry, with this <laughs> knuckles now. This blue streak. However, in his car is not enough to catch up with him. But Tom manages to find a blue electrical hair, which leads him to a shack that Sonic is staying at. When they see each other, he tranquilizes Sonic. Not realizing what to do, he takes him to his wife, who is a vet. Remember? Mm, yeah, it makes to sense. Look I like it. Over him. So the military and the sergeant. My God, he's hideous. <laughs> He looks like a naked blue man. Talk to the military. With shoes on. Sorry, talk to the higher government. They've actually gotten video footage of this blue blur. This has been escalated higher and we find out that the government has actually been aware of Sonic landing on Earth and they've been trying to track him down, but he's just too fast to track down. Mm. So they're under the impression and it's the right impression that he's an alien and extraterrestrial and they want to find more information about him. Yeah. This is why the military was so quick to address the power outage. So they decide to call Dr. Robotnik which is played by Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. which is where this movie will pick up. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's been asleep at this point. And as soon as everyone, he walks in, everyone goes, <laughs> yep, wakes up in yep. their seats. This movie is about a 9 out of 10, and then it goes to a 12 okay. out of 10 when Jim Carrey enters the stage. Uh, Sonic and Tom will hang out. He reveals to Tom that he landed on Earth by accident, and the only way to get back is to collect the rings that have also fallen on Earth with him. Right. Now, the reason why Sonic landed here is because he is very, very, very fast, but he has yep. no control over his speed. Like Cannonball and New Mutants. <laughs> exactly like that. And he messed up and ended up tumbling down to Earth. And with him, he has these rings. And these rings have the power to teleport him to the next ring, with the last ring teleporting him back to his home planet. Right. Make sense? Yep. Pretty simple. Um, I thought the rings were like a currency thing. Like the coins could, and stuff. They Super could Mario. very well be. I'm talking be. specifically about the video game, not this movie. They could very well be. Because I've seen the trailer, I know what happens with the rings. Yeah, for me, they're going to be teleportation devices. So essentially, he needs to find each ring so that the last ring can take him home. Yeah. The next stage will be a road trip with Dr. Robotnik coming up with a variety of invention- inventions to stop Sonic. He becomes borderline obsessed, but Sonic defeats him every time with his speed, his cocky arrogance, and his cheeky one-liners. Mm, these, these dazzling, muscly blue legs. I'm going to just speed through. Pun like Sonic. Yep. Like Sonic. Some of the areas that they're going to, these interactions are going to happen. So it's going to be on the highway as Tom mm-hmm. and Sonic are driving along. They're going to visit a residential suburban suburb. As opposed to a <laughs> industrial suburban <laughs> suburb. A residential area. like yep. a, Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, a neighborhood. Well, what, what are those things called? Those little roundabout things? A roundabout? A cul-de-sac? Cul-de-sac. Yeah, it'll be a cul-de-sac. That's what I meant to say. Okay. And an office building. And it'll be Anne, Tom, and Sonic. All cheeky banders all the way all the way through oh, this. Oh, so Anne's with them too? Yeah. Where was she in the car when Dr. Robotnik attacked? Well, when she's in the car, they'll meet up with her later on. Okay. He's taking Sonic to his wife. Right. So that they can figure out who he is and how to help him. So in the office building that we see in the trailer, Sonic will break one of Dr. Robotnik's machines and this will cause an explosion in his face, which will lead him to lose all his hair to go bald. And Oh, so this is Dr. Robotnik? Yes. Okay. I thought it was Sonic. <laughs> he Sorry. was going to 
getting blasted in the face and losing all his hair. It's uh, yeah. Sorry, it's Doctor Robotnik that gets the explosion in his face. Loses his hair. Loses his hair. Not his mustache hair for some reason. No, no. But his mustache hair goes frizzy, unlike its tamed, beautiful curl that he has early on. And this will be his look for the remainder of the movie. When they're in the office, as Tom and Anne are falling, presumably to their death, Sonic has the last ring. He throws it and teleports them to the desert, uh, which will be the final act of the movie. Expect a lot of walking around character development talking as they're trying to locate the very last ring. The ultimate showdown will happen here. It'll be between Sonic and Dr. Robotnik. Dr. Robotnik will turn out to have the last ring and he will reveal that he actually wants to use it because he's figured out what it is. To destroy the world, he's going to put one ring in front of the other and cause a time rip. One ring to rule them all. Exactly. (laughs) You've been waiting to say that, haven't you? (laughs) No. And in this fight scene, the Doctor has built this levitation device that shoots beans at Sonic, much like the video game. Yep. Um, It's like a little pod that levitates. You always see Dr. Robotnik have this device and he always fights Sonic in it. He brags that although Sonic is very fast to defeat him, he'll have to have control of his speed, which he doesn't. And then we see Sonic focus, he goes into his happy place, he closes his eyes and does an impressive display of ass kickery and destroys <laughs> the machine and uses the last ring to teleport closer to Dr. Robotnik and beat him up and destroy his machine and defeat him. And then we see a hammy moment by Jim Carrey where he overacts his display of defeat. Maybe he cries, maybe he like goes a little bit crazy, he makes a lot of loud I'll silly get noises. You next time, Sonic. No, Next time, it's, it's more like a wailing and like a flailing Whoa. of the arms. Exactly. Mama the government, mia. the government comes in to uh, arrest the doctor. They apologize to Sonic and thank him for saving the world because Doctor Robotnik turns out he wants to take over the world. Initially, yep. initially wanted to defeat Sonic, but decides I'm going to take over the world with yep. this device and decide to let him go for this reason and let him go through the final ring back to his home world. Tom also gets promoted to a special alien investigation team along with Anne. The MIB. Yeah, sure, and. They can serve the main communications with the Sonic world. They give a tearful goodbye as Sonic goes through the last ring. We wrap up this movie with a scene of Tom and Anne hanging out and being happy. They're celebrating a honeymoon they never had because in this wow. plot, they're recently Gets that married. saucy, does it? Yeah, they've recently got married, but because they didn't have their life together and, and whatnot, they never had the honeymoon. This is something that Sonic and Tom talk about throughout the movie, how they never, you know... So it just ends with them going going at it, hammering tongs. No, no, not like <laughs> Tom that. Tom turns to his wife, Anne, and goes, I hope speed impresses you. Not quite, not quite. Because when this is happening, when they're having a nice little moment where they're, you know, enjoying each other's company, then Mm. another ring appears and out comes Sonic and out comes another hedgehog by the name of Tails. Really? And they say to- helicopters in. That's right. And they say to the two characters, Tom and Anne, that they need their help again. Meanwhile- It's your kids. It's your kids. It's your kids, Tom. Something's got to be done about your kids. Uh, Meanwhile, in an overly secure prison, sirens are going off as we see that Dr. Robotnik has invented a drill. Maybe it's even just like something simple like a spoon. And he's managed Mm. to escape his prison cell. The guard gasps and says, oh, good God, he's out. And then we see probably my favorite part of my own prediction. Jim Carrey, Dr. Robotnik, extending his arms, doing an evil version of the Shawshank Redemption scene where where he's in the rain going, I'm free. You know, that scene where he's like, you know, shirtless. And that is my plot. But I have a few additional points that I want to make. A few predictions. Dr. Robotnik swam through 250 miles of a shit movie. (laughs) (laughs) Only to come out clean. Uh, Yeah, there are a few additional points I want to make in this movie. So the character Dr. Robotnik will be referred to behind his back, most likely, as Dr. Eggman. This is a call. Really? Yep. Mm. This is something that the actual character is referred to in the games. I know that it was a mistranslation that caused Mm. him to be called Eggman. 
Eggman instead of Robotnik. That's so yeah. most people know him as know Eggman that. because yeah. that's what he was originally called in the US versions. So, but he was Robotnik in Japan. Oh, there you go. So this is going to be an insult to his crazy behavior. And if Doctor Robotnik hears someone refer to him as Eggman, that's going to be like his rage button. He's going to like fly off the handle. And not yell a big someone, Beatles fan. Don't call me Eggman. Is going to be what it's going to be. I'm not the Eggman. I'm the Walrus. <laughs> nice. Did uh, you see the mustache? That works on so many levels. Oh my god! <laughs> well done. They'll also go to an arcade at some point where someone is playing the video game Sonic. Characters will constantly ask Sonic, "What are you? You're the weirdest hedgehog I've ever seen." Sonic will have an action scene where the shot will be from the side, as if it's a side scroller. They will re- looping around. That's right. Music totally. To- and I bet they'll do that in the city. Um, they will make a reference to the controversy. For example, one of the military guys might say- He, he could sw- look uglier. <laughs> he swore his eyes look smaller. Um, and Sonic will be written as a desperate and PG version of Deadpool. Um, and that's <laughs> that's my plot. Okay. Wow. Mm? I really like it. Thank you. I'm looking forward to what you have to say, how yes. how close well, it is to mine. weirdly enough, we have a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. though it's a lot of little details that are completely different in our plot. Ain't that always the way? It's always the way with us. To get straight into it, quite like you, at the beginning of the movie, we're teased with the appearance of Sonic. We never really get a good look at him at the beginning of the like movie. Like Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> Again, quite like you, Sonic lives in the woods in the outskirts of Green Hills, Montana. Oh, wow, you got a location. You read the sign. Yeah, where he lived. Well, I read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> where he lives basically in a cave underneath a tree stump. We see his pile of shoes there. How he got those shoes exactly, we'll find he out stole. in a later scene. And I just wanted to point out straight away, again, quite like in your plot, Sonic is from another planet or dimension, but has been living on Earth for quite a while. During this opening sequence, Sonic finds one of his missing gold rings. We heard all about them in your plot. And every time he collects one, he gets a speed boost. So he's able to run faster every time he picks one up. Oh, okay. And the speed boost sends out a ripple of energy, which causes a series of blackouts across the Pacific Northwest. So everyone in Twin Peaks can't cook cherry pie and heat up coffee for a couple of hours. At the same time, throughout this sequence, we'll does be introduced- Does he eat them or does he wear them? The rings? Yeah. No, he just picks it up and he's just like, whoop, 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 like Popeye with his spinach, except okay. he doesn't eat the ring. He Just, it, is just by only- taking the ring, he gets a boost of power and he can use that to run really fast. And it only happens once? Uh, I think he can use it like fuel in a tank, basically. Okay. So the more rings that he has, the more speed he can pick up. He's just after getting more speed. It essentially works the same way as yours. They can be used as portals and he can jump through them to jump to other places or use his energy to travel to other dimensions slash planets, great distances. But at the same time, every time he grabs one, he gets more of a speed boost. Makes sense? Makes sense. So at the same time as this opening sequence, we'll be introduced to Tom Wachowski, who's a big city cop who's moved out to rural Green Hills after separating from his wife, Anne. So he was originally a San Francisco beat cop, but now he's the new county sheriff and his station is made up of largely incompetent comic relief policemen (laughs) and they're going to do a lot of the same gags that they did in Hot Fuzz where he's got all these street smarts from San Francisco and they've never even had a murder in their town before or they don't even know half of the police codes just those sort of standard gags so Sonic's energy ripple and the subsequent blackout attracts the attention of the US government who thinks it may be a sign of an advanced alien race that could threaten the earth so again quite like your plot they think it's alien straight away they send Major Bennington and a division of military troops to the Green Hills area. Wait, he wasn't a sergeant? No, he was a major. Whoops. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. He's military man. Probably not that important to the plot. <laughs> 
So they sent him to the Green Hills area along with mad scientist Dr. Ivo Robotnik. So Dr. Robotnik is seen as a last possible choice by the government. He's the last person they ever want to send to investigate anything as he is totally insane. However, he's the only one that has the technology available to stand a chance against potential alien invaders. Robotnik is joined by his loyal assistant and yes man, Agent Stone. And yes, that was a yes man pun there. Nice. Who mainly acts as somebody that Robotnik can bark orders at. Major Bennington will be introduced as a competent and imposing military figure, but will quickly devolve into Dr. Robotnik's butt monkey and will always be the one to roll his eyes at Robotnik's zany antics. You can totally see it. Totally. Meanwhile... Sheriff Tom has been receiving an increasing number of reports from local residents of a wild animal that has been breaking into people's homes and stealing food. Maybe (laughs) some... It's Dr. Robotnik. (laughs) Maybe it's some chili dogs. Oh, really? Yeah. All my chili dogs keep running out for some reason. And children's sneakers keep going missing as well. Oh. (laughs) He steals the sneakers that are tied on power lines. (laughs) Maybe. No one can find their drugs. And during these investigations as well, I think Tom will come across the strange blue barb that we see him find in the trailer, which clearly belongs to Sonic. One day, Tom gets a call from the town eccentric, Crazy Carl, who claims to have captured the wild animal in his shed. (laughs) Have you made up this character? No, he's credited. Oh, really? Yep, there's a character called Crazy Carl. (laughs) Maybe maybe he owns a store and he bargains a crazy... Crazy (laughs) Carl! Come down to Crazy Carl! Tom doesn't entirely believe Crazy Carl... (laughs) but ventures into the shed regardless with a tranquilizer gun to investigate. There, Tom comes across Sonic, as we see in the trailer, and he immediately knocks him out with the trank dart. So Carl had Sonic the whole time, or at least yeah. at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. How did Crazy Carl catch him? Well, Sonic was just rustling around in his shed, and Crazy Carl heard him, and probably like barred the door, and was like, I got the creature in there, the wild monster <laughs> that's stealing all the children's shoes. <laughs> He's in the shed. Sure, sure, Crazy Carl, I'll bring my trank gun just he, in case. He makes it a tourist attraction. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe he plans to, but Tom's got greater ideas for Sonic. So Tom takes Sonic back to his house, where he tries to work out what exactly Sonic is. Sonic will come too. And will be sassy and smart talk Tom constantly. Quite like in your plot. It's and a stretch, Kieran. Yes. And he'll proceed to chow down on donuts and junk food, maybe even some chili dogs, while he explains... <laughs> why, why the chili dogs? Because that's what Sonic eats. Oh, does he? All right. And he's eating this while he's explaining his backstory. You see, Sonic is from another planet in another dimension, and he travelled to Earth by accident through the use of his rings. Quite like in your plot. <laughs> when he crashed on Earth, all of his rings were scattered around the globe, or possibly just the greater USA. <laughs> yep. And Sonic needs to find all... All of his rings again to be able to use their power to boost back to his own planet. At this stage, Sonic only has enough rings to boost to other locations around the world. So if he gets all the rings together, he can shoot off into space. Yep. He can oh, okay. shoot all the way back to his home That planet. makes way more logical sense than what I had. Yeah. So his power that he generates is what basically powers the rings to be able to shoot him all the way up through dimensions, presumably, right. all the way to his planet. Gotcha. Makes sense? Yep. So the rings don't work without Sonic's influence. Gotcha. Surprise, Dr. Robotnik attacks with a fleet of robotic drones who, without warning, open fire on Tom's house. So you can see at the scene where Dr. Robotnik rolls up, he deploys all the drones, they surround Tom's house and just open fire without any regard for who might be inside. Their only intention is to take out the alien threat, which they're not quite aware of what it is exactly at this stage. Yeah, I'm on Dr. Robotnik's side, you've got to be safe. Sonic uses his super speed to save Tom, dodge the bullets and escape the scene unharmed. However, with the limited number of rings he possesses, Sonic can only maintain his super speed for a short period of time and he and Tom are forced to flee the scene in Tom's four-wheel drive. So that's how they end up on the road. Okay. 
Dr. Robotnik and Stone enter Tom's bullet-riddled house and find one of Sonic's blue barbs, which gives off a small amount of electricity. Dr. Robotnik intelligently decides to try this in the trailer by sticking it in his mouth. Yeah, of course. He's I a genius. I don't know why he'd do that. Something strange, an alien piece of material. Let me stick it in my mouth. Yes, so Robotnik studies the barb and learns that it alone contains more power than a high-powered battery. So... If he's able to capture Sonic for himself, he can somehow harness Sonic's energy and use it to create robots that never run out of power. So his robots always need a recharge, always need new batteries. And if he can create a robot army that never ever runs out of energy, will never ever die in the middle of the job, he can use these robots to take over the world. I can see him like kicking out a battery robot. Exactly. Getting angry. So quite like in your plot, he's got world domination on his mind. I also think that Robotnik will also obtain, either at this point or soon after, one of Sonic's rings for himself, and he's able to combine its teleporting abilities and speed abilities with the energy produced from Sonic's barb to create robots and airships that can move almost as fast as Sonic. What's so amusing about that? I could hear you chuckling there. <laughs> no, I just have a... a he's a scientist, he could do an anything. appropriate joke about what Dr. Robotnik would do with rings, but let's keep going. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Tom decides to take Sonic to his ex-wife, Anne, who lives in San Francisco, as she is an astrophysicist. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> and may be able to help Sonic travel back to his home world right, with her knowledge cool. of astrophysics. <laughs> So she's not a vet in mine, even though I like that she's a vet in yours better. That makes more sense somehow. (laughs) Oh, well. Now, we all know that the real reason that she's reintroduced into the plot is so that she and Tom can have adventures together, settle their differences, and eventually fall back in love. While driving to San Francisco, Tom and Sonic are attacked again by Dr. Robotnik and his machines. See the scene in the trailer. Mm -hmm. But using Sonic's abilities, they're able to escape. Tom and Sonic arrive in San Francisco, meet up with Anne, and we'll have the obligatory scene where she bickers with Tom, freaks out over the appearance of Sonic, but then will become fascinated with Sonic on a purely scientific level, and Sonic will give them romantic advice, <laughs> just offhandedly, like, oh, you guys are a great couple, you just need to have a chili dog and chill the fuck out. <laughs> Sonic says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll hear the music in the background. <laughs> She's allowed to touch your private parts. Oh, God. <laughs> and this will allow them to see that they truly belong together. Sonic is finally able to collect more of his rings, but still doesn't have the one that Dr. Robotnik has. But Anne theorizes that even without all of his rings, if they take Sonic to the top of the tallest building in the city, he may have enough extra distance from ground level to be able to boost back to his planet. That makes a lot of sense. See, I'm a thinking man. This plan doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) And they are attacked again by Dr. Robotnik and his fleet of robot drones. During the battle, Tom and Anne, exactly like in yours and exactly like in the trailer, they're knocked off the edge of the building, but Sonic manages to save them by using the power of his rings to teleport them all the way back to Green Hills, Montana. Really? Where they land in a barn. They okay. don't go to the desert Of at course, all. of course a barn. Sonic and Robotnik have a chase that spans all over the globe, so Sonic is using the power of his rings, Dr. Robotnik is using the power of his super jet. Actually, I called it a robojet here in my notes. So Robotnik's using a robojet that's powered by one of the rings and Sonic's energy that can keep up with Sonic. Sonic can't work out a way to beat something that's as fast as him, so he combines all of his rings with the one that's inside, go with me here, right. that's inside Robotnik's robojet, yep. and then uses their full power to transport himself along with the man scientist all the way back to his home world now see i didn't realize like i didn't put two and two together but you're right there is a scene where dr robotnik is surrounded by giant mushrooms yeah that's right and that's sonic's home world i'm guessing yes I'm, it's definitely and not I earth just, i just realized that yeah it's not in the desert <laughs> they don't have big mushrooms there no you're right yeah yeah so mm. uh, and i'm guessing his hair's gonna well, go very soon we don't know if this is the case so 
Here we go. Robotnik goes even crazier, allowing Jim Carrey his full range of overacting. Upon discovering that he's now trapped on another planet, and we learn that he was wearing a wig the whole time. Really? Yeah. So he was bored the whole time. He'll pull off his wig while he's doing his his tantrum acting, and we'll go. What? He was bald the whole time. Yeah. What happens to his mustache? We'll get there. We'll get there. We're still going with the plot here. It's not the end yet. Back on Earth, we'll jump forward several years and see that Tom and Anne have gotten back together. Maybe they'll even have a few kids at this point. And together, they'll look up at the stars and wonder how their little blue friend is doing back on his home planet. So we'll cut back to Sonic's planet. It's been a few years. We will see Sonic is back together with his video game pals. So Tails, Cream, Knuckles, whatever Sonic character you can name. Those are the only ones I can name. Shadow? Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, he was a bad guy. He might not be there. They're saving him for the sequel. (laughs) But Dr. Robotnik and his ever-increasing arsenal of robots threatens their world in a zany and not at all threatening way. Okay. So it's been a few years. He's bald still. He's got his Dr. Robotnik outfit now and his mustache has grown out to its crazy length. It's been enough time but this will basically be an end stinger thing so we see Sonic he's back on his world he's happy with his friends and then Dr. Robotnik will show up in a comic scene where he's dressed exactly like how you'd imagine him to be from the video game Sonic gears up to fight him Dr. Robotnik gears up his robots to fight Sonic and that's where the movie will end we'll cut to credits there okay and everyone will be so desperate to see the sequel set on Sonic's home world that they'll run back in and buy another ticket just to boost the profits. <laughs> right. So we got a nice little Roadrunner and Coyote yeah. thing at the end of this movie, yeah. setting it up for a, a nice big franchise, which I'm sure will do will never very, happen. very well. Yep. Yeah, we'll do amazingly. Yeah. And that was my Sonic the Hedgehog plot. Very nice, very nice. Look at that. We've got two pretty plausible movies out of this this trailer. I didn't think we said there was only one trailer in this. Yeah, there's only one trailer so far, and there's not going to be another trailer for at <laughs> least a few months. Yeah. Let's hope that Jeff Fowler, the director, has got as many ideas as we have. Well, I think otherwise I'm, he's going to be in trouble. I'm very confident. I think your plot I'm pretty as confident well. Too. It could easily be either one of us or a combination yeah. of the two. If it's something it completely different, I will be very surprised. I'm sure listeners out there have their own idea of what's going to happen in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And if you do, please let us know. We'd be really keen to hear it. Yeah. You can let us know by leaving a comment on this episode's page on Podbean. Don't get Sonic angry at us because we didn't adhere to the character yeah. arc of Sonic. Neither yeah. of us obviously know Sonic that well. <laughs> but we also have an email address. It's potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Potentialspoilerspod is all one word, like in all emails. Otherwise, we <laughs> yeah, have there's a, no spaces. Yeah. Otherwise, we have a Facebook page. It's Potential Spoilers Podcast. It's pretty easy to find just mm-hmm. using the Facebook search function. Join us there, join the discussion, throw some ideas at us. And speaking of throwing some ideas, it's that time of the month again. It's actually been five weeks since we've done it last time. Next week, we're going to be taking a break from predicting movies and watching trailers. Instead, we're going to come up with the concept for our own movie. We're going to beat Hollywood to the punch yet again with one of our special That's episodes. That's right. We're going to put our money where our mouth is. That's absolutely right. So what we've got here is we've got a list of, is it six concepts? It is six concepts. And what are those concepts? The concepts are remake, remaking of an old movie. Yep. Uh, a reboot, reinventing rebooting the, a franchise, rebooting the franchise, a sequel, a follow-on from an existing movie, a prequel, something that happened before a yep. movie, a spin-off, a concept character Taking or a minor location. character and doing a movie with that character. Yeah, doing a movie that's outside that universe and an adaption. So taking something that uh, is a book or a comic book or a 
video game. Video game in this case, I guess. This was an adaption. Yes. And turning it into a movie. But yes, those are our categories. Yes. So all we need to do is roll a die to decide what one of those categories we'll be doing, one of those concepts we'll be doing. Mm -hmm. And then we'll roll the die the second time to find out what exactly in that category we'll be focusing on. So we've written down a whole bunch of pre-existing properties, movies, books, franchises, and we may end up landing on any one of those on the list. And that's what we have to go on. So let's not talk it up anymore. Let's do it. Let's roll the dice. I'm going to roll the dice this week and we'll find out and what category we'll be doing. And you've been practicing I all have. week? Yes, I have. Many dice, so. I've been doing special wrist exercises, little jerking motions back and forth to help build yes. up the, the wrist well, muscles. I, I, hey, you could take that out of context. <laughs> well, I did hear your prediction, so it makes sense. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's roll this die. We're going to find out what category we're going to get. Six. Six. So this is an ad- adaptation. All right. So a comp- We've done adaptation before, but we might as well stick to our guns. Yep, let's Hopefully do Hopefully we get something new. Let's roll the die a second time. One. What have oh we got? Oh my lordy lord I'm lord. so excited. You are going to be very excited because we are going to do a prediction of a movie of... Grand Theft Auto. What, are we going to adapt Grand Theft Auto we the video game? We are going to adapt Grand Theft Auto the video game. Into a movie. Yes. I'm so excited. Great. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, oh, my wow. God. There's too many ways to go. Yes. So, if you're a Grand Theft Auto fan, I guess tune in. If you have yeah. any ideas, uh, let, let us, us know. know. In the places that we mentioned earlier. Exactly. Exactly. If you have your own thoughts. But we are going to design a movie in some way relating to the Grand Theft Auto yeah. universe, law story. I guess we'll see what we come wow. up with. <laughs> There's so many opportunities there. Yeah. I'm sure that if everybody sent one in, nobody would have the same one twice exactly so So. that'll be exciting for us yeah absolutely so join us next week for that thanks for listening this week yes and we'll see you then Maddie D and I have got to go fast out of the studio (laughs) kids there's nothing more cool than being hugged by someone you like But if someone tries to touch you in a place or in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, that's no good. It's your body. No one has the right to touch you if you don't want them to. So what do you do? First, you say no. Then, you get out of there. Most important, you gotta tell someone you trust. Like your parents, your teacher, a police officer.